Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard. You're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I'm so excited about this episode with April Gargiulo. She's so passionate. And the product that she created, Vintner's Daughter, is truly something special. I'm a huge natural beauty fan, and I'm always mixing my own facial oils and serums, as you guys know. I tried to recreate Vintner's Daughter's cult active botanical serum. I was not able to do it. I failed miserably. And that's when I kind of knew, okay, she's really created something special with this product. There's a reason that people are shelling out $185 every three months to buy a new bottle. Her story is amazing. I think you're really going to love talking to her. And if you want to get more into natural beauty, I do post recipes on my Instagram page at Naked Beauty Planet. I also have a dedicated hashtag hashtag naked beauty recipe so you guys can follow along and learn how to make some of your own DIY beauty stuff. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode with April. Thanks so much for your support. If you're not subscribed, please make sure you're subscribed. We have new episodes every Monday. I'm at Brooke DeVard on all social platforms and the Instagram community is at Naked Beauty Planet. All right, let's get into the episode. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard. You're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I'm here with April Gargiulo. Of Vintner's Daughter fame. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here, Brooke. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm a huge fan of your product. Thank you. And I think, was it Amy who connected us initially? Um, perhaps. I don't know. But I did know what I loved was you were immediately like, let's jump on a phone call. Oh, always. And that's well, like your thing. Now that I'm, I'm <laughs> Is that my thing? It I, might be my thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm I've been kind of hearing from like other editors and people that have had experiences with you and they're like, oh yeah, like April like loves a phone call. I do like a phone call. Well, I like a phone call because our product is so different. Mm -hmm. And so to receive a box of Vintner's Daughter and not to have some context and not to have not to understand what went into making that is a disservice to me. It's like not honoring all of the the sourcing we go through, mm -hmm. all the farmers we work with, the, you know, the incredible literally weeks and weeks of formulation that we go through. So it's personal for you. It's really personal for yeah, me. Yeah, it shows. But it's also, I'm sure you can also acknowledge it's going above and beyond. Most founders aren't calling everyone who gets a box of their product. I, I, I don't I don't know, right? Yes. I, I don't know. And we don't send out very much. So it's not as right. if I'm talking to hundreds of people every week. Right. You don't um, have like a huge PR list that you're just sending to thousands no. of influencers oh, gosh, every week. No. Yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I remember one of the things that really stood out to me when we talked was you didn't consider Vintner's Daughter a for-profit company. Let me let me draw let me yes. let me <laughs> add some add some more you know flavor to that. Vintner's Daughter is not a revenue driven company. Mm. I, I think most skincare most companies are revenue driven, right. Right? right? They have all sorts of investors. They have quarterly earnings. They have all of these things right. that push them mm -hmm. and propel them on this kind of velocity that that they have to constantly be growing, 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 and bigger, 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 and right. bigger margins. And for us, we are skin-driven. Mm. We are quality-driven. And that sometimes can be at odds with revenue. And so at any point, like if there is ever a question in any kind of decision that we have to make, quality and skin always wins out over revenue. Right. And so when I say we are not revenue-driven, that doesn't mean that we are not for profit. Like we have to be profitable, <laughs> right? 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 Yes. Like I want to I pay my employees yeah, really well. I want to have great benefits. Yes. I want to be able to continually invest in the great working with the very greatest producers and sourcing. 
I want to continue to give, um, you know, our charity dollars. So we have to be profitable. Right. Um, but we're we're not beholden to revenue. Yes. You're not just trying to make as much money as possible. Oh, gosh, no. Because you guys would have had 200 products by now. Oh, 200 products. We would be in every <laughs> store in the world. I, I certainly would not be making product the way we make it. Right. At, you know, at all. Yes. And but the process to make a single bottle of mm-hmm. the serum and I have, oh, I don't have it in here, but I have that ingredient book. Our ingredient book. Which it's is extraordinary. Incredible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. it's beautiful even. And I love all of the education that goes into it. But what goes into making a single bottle? Right. So it is extraordinary. There's really nothing else like it. But remember, I don't, I don't come from the world of beauty. So I'm coming yes. from the world of fine wine making. Yes. And so it's all kind of context, right? I did not, and I didn't have any experience in the world of beauty. So I, I was, I came to it somewhat naive, right? So we spent for every bottle of active botanical serum, uh, it takes 21 days to formulate. And so that does not include the months of sourcing that we go through to find the 22 different ingredients. It doesn't include the weeks of testing that we go through to make sure all of those ingredients are up to our standards. Yeah. What that 21 days is, is us beginning with whole plants. We begin with some of the most nutrient-dense plants in the world. We take them through an infusion process that is temperature-controlled, that is very gentle, that's very time-honored, and it's 21 days. And that's the time it takes for us to be able to extract the full spectrum of nutrition from those incredible plants so that we can deliver that full spectrum, 60-plus nutrients in every drop to your skin. So that serum, Essence, takes 35 days to make. Oh, wow. Because on top of the infusion that we do for Essence to extract all the water-soluble nutrients, we add a fermentation component. Mm. So there's an additional 14 days for the fermentation component. But again, I was coming from winemaking where it takes three years to (laughs) make a bottle of wine, right? So I thought... Oh my gosh, we're going to make this. It's going to be the best, most extraordinary skincare, highest quality skincare in the world. And it's only going to take three weeks. Right. I got turned away from every lab. No, no one wanted to make active botanical serum. I got turned away from Really? Oh my gosh. I got turned away from everyone. It was just too difficult of a project. Too difficult. They kept, they yeah. would tell me, no, 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 that's not the way it's done. Right, right. Use this extract, right. use this powder. It's faster, it's cheaper, it's right. better. Right. Add all this filler and all this other crap. Right. But I do think it's amazing how naivete kind of puts you at a weird advantage. You Mm. don't know it at the time, but when you aren't immersed in a world, you just kind of approach it with a freshness that... Absolutely. Well, you don't have the constraints, right? Right. Right. And you don't even know at the time that it's crazy of you to think this way because you're not aware of how people, how everyone else is thinking. Exactly. Well, I I think I told you this, but I tried to make the vintner's daughter. That's right. I love this story. (laughs) Because I, so I have like an apothecary at home. Like I've got to manage. I know. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I literally have all of the oils and I like make all these different potions and lotions. I want one of your masks. Oh, and the masks are great because you just (laughs) make them for like two days. You put them in the fridge. But I was like, I'm going to make this. Like I, I have, I can buy these things. It just didn't even come close. Mm. Like it didn't even come close. And I didn't, I wasn't even able to find all of the ingredients, but Mm -hmm. I got pretty close. Like the Rose Absolute, I think, and the Jasmine Absolute are super expensive to buy. They're extraordinarily expensive. And, you know, it's, you can find these ingredients, but to find the quality level is very different, right? Right. I always, I always use a tomato as an example. There's a tomato that you go buy at the farmer's market in the height of season that's been, you know, grown by this very, you know, conscious farmer in the most, in the most conscious ways. And then there's a tomato that's in a Subway sandwich, right? Very, very different. Totally. Um, But they're both called tomatoes, right? Um, but they have very different nutritional effects or nutritional um, attributes, as well as just effect on effects on our, you know, ecosystem yeah. and environment. I mean, this this idea of nutrition for your skin it makes total sense, and yet people are like wary of it. Like, mm. I feel like th- there's been the whole clean eating movement. People understand your skin is your largest organ, mm. and if you compare food to skincare products, like some skincare products are McDonald's, like. Period. One hundred percent. And some skincare, like your, you know, Vintner's daughter is and like some a, are chilies. Yeah, and exactly. some are are or like a vegan five course, um, right. super nutrition right. packed meal. Right. Exactly. And so the, the the comparison that I like to use is there are um, like take a meal replacement bar, a mm-hmm. meal replacement bar that's been perfectly cooked up in a lab. Yeah, all of the right nutrients and the right ratios, but it's all synthetic, right? Right. And then compare that to a beautifully prepared plate of food that has all of, you know, local organically grown ingredients from the height of season. We know that that plate of food is going to service your skin or, excuse me, your body body. better, right? It's going to make your body stronger, more resilient, more healthy. That is what proper nutrition also does for your skin. I know. People are resistant to it, though, which I find so strange. That's interesting, really? Yeah. I mean, people are like, 
it's great that you do all this stuff, Brooke, but like I'm never oh. I'm never going to be in the kitchen mixing my own stuff, which is fine. But then I think people also don't trust the efficacy of clean beauty. Mm. Like I think they think it's like less than. And, and, and I used to be one of those people, by the way, because I struggled with my skin all my life. And you have Cystic gorgeous acne. skin. I mean, really, truly cystic acne, discoloration. I was using the, you know, what were the, and I'm using air quotes, all the luxury, very best products in yeah. the world, right? And I mean, this was the, this is the genesis of, of Vintner's Daughter. And I started looking at this $300 cream that I was using, looking at the ingredients, and I just was shocked to realize that it was 0.01% active ingredient. The yep. rest was filler, really yep. low. I mean, it's, we yep. all know this, right? Really yeah. low quality filler. And a lot of it was toxic. And so, you know, everything I was eating was very clean. I mean, what I was cleaning my house with, with was cleaner than what I was putting on my face, right? Right. But I had my head in the sand. I think like a lot of people, especially when you struggle with your skin and you have this relationship with your yeah. skin that you're constantly like at battle, I think that it is, it's a really big cliff to jump off of, of course. When, when, when you feel like you're, you're, you, you feel like you might have to compromise. And so for, for, for me and for Vintner's daughter, that was, that was how I thought about developing Vintner's daughter mm-hmm. was how do we number one, be uncompromisingly um, performance driven. And the, our products had to be multi-correctional. It wasn't, I wasn't going to sell anybody seven or eight different products right. to get results. Like right. I wanted as much as I possibly could in as few steps as yes. possible. So today, I mean, we have two products and in these two products, active treatment essence and active botanical serum, your skin is receiving complete hydration, complete yeah. moisture and complete nutrition. Yeah. Not to mention all of these next gen plant actives. Yes. Yes. And all of those plant actives. And you also have some essential oils mm-hmm. in this. And so I love essential oils on my skin. Like mm-hmm. I love frankincense essential oil. Mm, it's like a good it's one. Gorgeous. There's this weird, without naming any names, there's this like weird um, anti-essential oil yeah. in skincare. And I get it because pe- people's skin reacts differently mm-hmm. and you have to test. And some people are using that, like things that shouldn't go directly on mm-hmm. your skin without a carrier oil. But have you s- observed this anti-essential oil well, movement? And I think, yeah, I, I, of course, I, I mean, yeah. of course I have. And I think part part of it, 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 I think what it does is it brings up something that is important. Essential oils are the, the essence of the most powerful plants yeah. in the world. And you have to treat them with respect, mm. right? They can't be everywhere. Yeah. You can't have low-grade, low-quality essences in your 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 dryer sheets, in your shampoo, right. in your face wash, in your bed, you know, in uh, literally everything. Like yeah. the load that, that that starts to carry is too much. It's like, much. you know, take retinol. Retinol is one of the most proven things we have for, for, yeah. for collagen production and all these other things, right? Would you put retinol in your dryer sheets? Would you put retinol right. in your shampoo? Would you put ret... Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's a funny example, but it kind of brings sheds no. light on just like, these are really... Essential oils are extremely powerful and need to be treated as such. Absolutely. Retinol is interesting that you bring up because because I was like so in this like clean chemical free, Mm. I was like, oh, I don't know. Retinol is too much. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And then my dermatologist was like, just try it if you don't like it. And it was a game changer for me. Yeah. So there's also this thing where it's like sometimes like chemical products are demonized. Mm And natural products are seen as always better. Some natural products aren't good for your skin and some chemical products can be good for your skin. It's just like case by case. And exactly. And I, you know, while all of our products, everything is 100% natural, I think there will become more of a case for, you know, safe synthetics. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And a lot of times those synthetics are more sustainable, right? I think about what it takes to make a bottle of active botanical serum. It's extraordinarily um, resource intensive. I mean, yes. I, I, there will be a day when we when we sort of have to allocate bottles where we just cannot make any more. Right. So, you know, in the world of safe synthetics, it becomes more sus- sustainable. sustainable. Yes. I want to hear about growing up in Napa Valley. I know, right? Like, did your family have an actual vineyard? <laughs> they still do today, yes. So, like, you were just, like, running through the grape leaves, yes, like, Yes, music child. was playing. <laughs> it was, you know, the sun was shining. Yeah, so I, you know, my family still makes wine in Napa Valley today, and um, I, I I, totally understand that it has this very romantic, yeah. romanticized vision. I love my family dearly, and so I love it dearly, and I would not be sitting here today had had I not had the honor and privilege of growing up in Napa Valley. It is a valley that... 60 years ago was not known for the finest wines in the world. I mean, mm. they made sacrament wines, right? Mm. Quality was not any part of the wine they were making. So Napa Valley was really 
created, like the, what you think of as Napa Valley was really created by this generation of women and men that had an incredibly audacious goal and they achieved it. And that was to make the very finest wines in the world. And so, you know, I, like I said, I can, I consider myself really blessed to have yeah. grown up in the Valley amongst that kind of atmosphere of just this real audacious spirit. And you're Italian? I am Italian, yes. Okay. Gargiulo, yes. And you're, how long ago, like, Oh, when that's a good question. Come? My grandfather was born in Italy. Oh, okay. So like pretty, do you go to Italy? I mean, I don't have any more connection to anyone with a yeah. heart, right? <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like anyone with a stomach, I guess, or I a heart. Know. My husband and I got married in Tuscany. Oh my like, gosh. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. You know, my grandfather came in from a generation where you didn't sort of honor your your heritage in a way, you know, you really wanted to become American, right. be part of yes. America and that kind of Don't thing. Don't look back. Don't look back. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't like anyone was ever like talking about the old country in, yeah. in, in my house. But I mean, again, I, I, who doesn't love Italy, right? Napa Valley, I just think of as such a like vacation destination. You need to come, come visit. I know. I, I've Please been, I've been. Oh. I went for like a, a very fancy meal once and it was great. But like, are there high schools? Like, what was like, what was it like growing up <laughs> oh, for you? Oh, oh, I understand. Okay. So I didn't go to high, I actually didn't go to high school there. Okay. But there are high schools there. Okay. There are tons of children who grow up there. It is, um, interestingly, most kids stay in Napa. I mean, I, I think it's a really hard place to leave. Okay. And um, no, it's a beautiful community of all, I mean, of of grape growers, of course, and winemakers, but artists, of course, chefs and incredible farmers yeah. and just craftspeople in general. It is a community that honors craftsmanship Crafts, and artisanship yeah. in such a, just such a real and generous way. Yes. Pretty much the opposite of New York City, where I grew up. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think there's a there's a yeah. lot of of that in New York as well. Yes, yes, but you have to kind of find it. Yes, absolutely. So, where did you go to high school? I went to high. I went to boarding school. Oh, you got yeah. sent away. So that yeah. means that a lot of <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I mean, not like oh, for being bad, but like yeah, right. you you probably had to teach yourself a lot, like in terms of mm. right, because you're kind of like in the dorms figuring it out. People are like, oh, yeah. try this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think. I, w I don't know that I would have enjoyed high school anywhere, okay. to be honest. Like the conformity <laughs> of high school just wasn't my wasn't my jam. So I didn't, I would not, I, I went to a boarding school in Connecticut. It's called Hodgkiss. Oh, um, yeah, of course. No, you you probably know it. Yeah. And because um, Spence is high school, right? Yes. Right. And yes. I, well, I feel it's like kindergarten, it's K through 12. It is because I feel like we had kids who would come from Definitely. Spence every year. Yes. Which is the only reason I coming from where I was coming from, I had no idea yeah. about any, any. Of yeah. These was places. it weird going to like East Coast where everyone's in it like was cashmere, so Ralph Lauren and it was tweed, so and strange. Like, what is it was this? so strange. Um, I have to tell you, it was so strange. And everyone had these pecking orders of like where their town was compared to Manhattan, like oh my where their suburb. I mean, and what country and all of these things that I just had no sense of what they were. Right. So um, no, that was yeah, that was an awakening. What was your relationship with beauty like in high school? Oh, man. I mean, I still call up my friends from high school and ask them why I didn't pluck my eyebrows back then. <laughs> I mean, truly, I still But you have nice, up. beautiful, thick eyebrows. Some I do, people overpluck them and then they and regret I, it. And I absolutely went through that that phase, too. But there needed to be some shaping done in, in, <laughs> in high school, for sure. So you were pretty low maintenance. Oh, extraordinarily low maintenance. Did you have, like, kind of beauty icons that you looked up to? Like, oh, if I could just no, look it like wasn't, this. No, it wasn't part of... Okay. No. You were just like focused on school. I was focused on school. I was focused. I don't know. I was focused on friends. It yeah. was, you know, there was social media didn't exist. Internet right. didn't exist. Right. So we, I wasn't constantly bombarded. I was in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut. We yeah. weren't seeing fashion magazines. Right. I didn't have, I, I wasn't surrounded by it. Yeah. So did you even wear makeup to like go to Oh, class? gosh, no. I don't even yeah. think I had mascara. But I mean, kids now, like, do you watch Euphoria? I just finished it. No. You have to watch Euphoria. Okay. It may make you like. What channel is it on? It's HBO. It's oh, done. Zendaya. Done. It's incredible. It's one of like my favorite new shows. You had cystic acne. Mm. Was that like throughout oh, high school and gosh. college? Oh, yeah. I mean, I up until, up until, I mean, I did Accutane. I did okay. retinols. I did um, every laser you can imagine. Um, do you I was, feel like I was it, like, doing everything. Do you think it like took a toll on your self-esteem? Um, that's a great question. I don't, 
I think it was always a struggle, but I don't think I um, like I don't think I ever really even covered stuff up. Like I wouldn't put cover up on. Yeah, Um, which is good. I mean, you have to let your skin. It's funny to think I'm in skincare, but I never really had a big identity around skin other than it was the it was the the thing I spent money on. I was never the girl who had the fancy handbag. I was always the girl who had the fancy face cream. Yeah. Um, And now, of course, I think back on it now and I think, oh, my gosh, I was spending so much money on this junk. But, you know, well, I mean, the thing is, people think that because a skincare product is expensive that it's good. No, and that is that is a fallacy. And I mean, luxury is not a price tag, exactly. right? Luxury is about what something is made from, mm-hmm. how something is made, the intention behind something, yes. right? Yes. That is what true luxury is. Yes. Um, and in the case of skincare efficacy as well, mm-hmm. it is sometimes a price tag does come with that, but it is luxury is not simply a price tag or a celebrity endorsement or absolutely. a logo. Absolutely, absolutely. And you would think that this era of like low quality ingredient, expensive skincare is over, but it's, oh, Tom Ford just came out with a 400, <laughs> a $450 cream. And I'm looking at the ingredient list like what? But yeah, it, I'm just bringing it up to say that like, it's still happening. Like we think like, oh, it's evolved so much. People understand. No, people are still paying $500 for a brand name with like low quality skincare. It's just crazy to me. Right. And it's fancy marketing. It's yes. really, it's just driven by fancy marketing. They kind of coined some kind of technology phrase <laughs> yes, or what yes. have you. I don't know. Or some, patented. Right. Exactly. Diamond complex. Whatever. With radiant. Caviar in, yeah. or truffles or what. I don't <laughs> know. They take some, exactly, I know. Some, something like that. And we all fall for it because we all want to believe, right? Sure. So I, 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 um, I, and I've been down that road a hundred yeah. different times, right? I think well, the wellness world is kind of like that now too. It's this like idea of like competitive wellness and mm-hmm. and and what are you drinking and what are you taking and I'm and it, it's a hamster wheel in a, in, it really in a lot is. of ways. I know someone asked me a really good question that I wasn't even sure how to answer. She was saying, "When does eating clean and like an obsession with making sure you're eating clean?" become an eating disorder? When it takes away from any level of enjoyment Mm. is my feeling. Like when it takes away from the enjoyment, when it takes you away from the moment, when you're sitting there and you're counting carbs or calories or whatever people count these days, then that's when you need to pull back. And, And kind of assess what your relationship is. That's a great point. Your skincare also smells so good, which makes oh this gosh. the ritual of... Well, what do you think about the essence scent? Okay, so I use apple cider vinegar okay. like on my skin, so uh-huh. I'm not weirded out by right. strong scents. Okay. I could imagine if someone is has like a hard time with scents, maybe they'd be like, oh, it's not... It's interesting great. because that we have so many people who initially are kind of like, you know, well, because they know what active botanical serum smells right. like, right? And nothing was added for scent. Right. It's just like the, it's all of those beautiful. It's just, it's just yeah. every single ingredient was yes. added because of the performance yes. and it happens to smell like yes. that. Yes. Uh, you know, coming from the world of wine, you can't have scent. Yes. And so I never grew up with scent. That was never a part of anything. No perfume, no yeah. scent in your shampoo, no scent in your lotion, nothing. Right. So that was never a driving a driving factor bef- yeah. behind the development of active botanical yep. serum. So the fact that scent is such a thing is sort of a surprise to me. I know, but it does smell lovely. Uh, it absolutely smells incredible. And then you have active treatment essence that has this kind of kombucha tangy scent because of yep. the fermentation. And again, the scent is entirely driven by the performance, performance. of the ingredients. Yes. But it doesn't have this, you know, you're walking through this sort of um, yeah. this kind of forest of, yeah, um, of like floral garden. deliciousness, yeah. right? Yeah. But we've been getting texts and, you know, testimonials and emails and what have you from folks who initially kind of thought, oh, gosh, what what is this? And then now just smell it and think this is this works like yeah and it, and after it, it it's a week or two and of course you know you see the results and so you're already in you're already in and <laughs> exactly. um and and if it smelled and i don't know if it smelled like dirt you would still be in probably but it is it's a scent that um becomes an acquired yeah thing. you kind of yeah you mm-hmm. just kind of get used to it quickly right and then it smells sort of sophisticated and it smells not like a, a perfume sophisticated but you can kind of see into and this was the point it's why we don't cover up our scents right you can see into the formulation mm. right oh, interesting it's, it's yeah it, it, it's it's a it's a point for us like we yes. really want to be transparent yes. with how this product was made right and not, and cover not up. covered up exactly yes yes it also the dissolves right like it's not like the oh scent, my gosh no it goes away it, in yeah, a minute it's like it's Absolutely. like a very yes. kind of quick thing right but then I feel like this serum scent like kind of lingers it does a bit yeah. right it does so. a bit 
It's like a nice combo. Well, because scent is attached to oil molecules, and so it's going to stick better with with the serum than it I is see. than it is with the um, essence with it, which is aqueous. Yes, the self education aspect of your company, I think, is so powerful, right? Like the fact that these products come with a booklet so that you can learn, and on mm-hmm. your site you talk about what these plants are and mm-hmm. why they're important. Because I think people do want quick fixes. And people want their skin to be better, but I I also feel like a resistance towards education. Like people are like, I don't know, like don't want to do the take the time, and they're just like, just give me something that works. Well, it's confusing. I mean, yeah. I, I, me as a consumer, am confused mm-hmm. to go into a, a skincare shop, a retail environment, or online, or wherever, and to be faced with a hundred different choices, yeah. and seemingly they all are are doing the same thing. Yes. And so you end up just kind of picking something on price point. Right. I mean, right. And the yeah. reality is that they're all the same, mm-hmm. whether they cost $300 or they cost $25. Right. And so anyone purchasing Vintner's Daughter Active Botanical Serum or Active Treatment Essence, I really want them to understand how much, like what goes into that yes. bottle. Yes. Um, all this, the, the, again, the months of sourcing, the weeks of testing, the like 21 and 35 day mm-hmm. formulation time period. All of that is really important. I want people to understand how special what is actually in the bottle is. Yes. Yes. And I think. For people that don't have Vintner's daughter money yet Mm -hmm. and they want to have like a cleaner approach to skincare, are you for buying like individual oils and trying them on your skin? Oh, that's a good question. I've never thought about it. I was going to say we're working on payment installments. Oh, interesting. And then we have a couple. We're working on that. Interesting. Um, And then we have a couple retailers that all, that already offer that. Oh, and so you could do um, monthly payments of Vintner's Daughter. So that's a that's a way into it, too. We also have a smaller size um, that is less expensive. Yeah, I think it's sold out, though. Oh, it's already right. sold out. But maybe okay, well, we'll see. I'll, it's I'll very update hard in the intro. Keep, I, okay. I know. But I mean, yeah. that, I mean, that just speaks to the power of your product, right? Like the fact that these things sell out so immediately and people are so obsessed. And also, I mean, from what I've seen, most people don't mind spending the money on it because it's so good. Well, because it actually works. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it we replaces all, all the other junk I mean, that you buy. Right. I mean, Brooke, we all have the drawer filled yeah. with or the cabinet filled yeah. with all the things that, you know, the hope in a bottle that we've all yeah. purchased. Right. So if you add up the cost of all of those, yeah. it doesn't come close to the two, to, right. to our two products, Essence right. and Serum together. And, you know, we really look at this as lasting relationships with our customers. We want these to be products that you marry for life. Mm. Right. You always know that they are going to service your skin. Yes. And make your skin its very best. And I also love that it's for men and women, right? Oh, like it's gendered for all skincare people. really annoys me. Well, gendered skincare, but also like skin tone skincare. Right. To a certain degree. I mean, it's all about putting us in these like smaller and smaller pieces so that we can all get marketed to differently. It's right. all marketing right. driven. It is right. not skin driven. Right. And so by us focusing on nutrition, like your and my skin both thrives off the same yeah. nutrition. My husband and I's skin both thrives off the same nutrition. Somebody who's dealing with rosacea, somebody who's dealing with acne, someone who's much younger than me, someone mm-hmm. who's much older than me, all of our skin thrives off nutrition. Yes. And I love that anti-aging isn't part of like the marketing. Fear is not part of it. No, fear is not. Education, celebration. Yeah. Like these are the things that we that that we want to talk about, right? Nothing makes me happier than when we get a a testimonial that says, and this happens often, that says, I haven't walked out of my house without makeup on in 10 years. Wow. Thank you, Vendor's daughter. Wow. To give to give a woman or anyone that level of confidence that then she feels like she can walk out into the world in her own skin. Yes. That is that's incredible and such and such an honor. Yeah, that's beautiful. Isn't it? It's incredible. I remember the night the night um, it was the Oscars and Lady Gaga was wearing Vintner's daughter. And that same, which was a mo- obviously like yeah. a moment. Or, I right? mean, but you've had like one of. I mean, you've oh, had we've everyone. had. We've been very. Yeah. We've been. It, it's extraordinary. That same night, I got an email from a woman who was emailing on behalf of her Mahjong club. Okay. And <laughs> um, and there was all these women in their 70s. And she said, we've all started using Vintner's Daughter. We all have the best skin of our lives. Wow. Incredible. It really was incredible. Incredible. Do you have sisters? I do. Well, one sister. One sister. I have a sister and a brother. Okay. So I'm just trying to figure out how you had this, how you developed this very special relationship and understanding about beauty as celebration. Because it seems like, at least at boarding school, you didn't really care. Mm-mm. At college, did you start caring? Not really. No. I mean, I probably put mascara on at okay. this point. Well, but I was always, 
I always, my mom was always very focused on skincare. Okay. So I always thought about my skin. Like I was never the girl who went to bed without washing her okay. face. face. Yeah. I was always the one when everybody else was, again, buying handbags, I was buying expensive yes. okay. cream or I was always the one who would go get a facial or, yes. but okay. I was also the one who was dealing with skin issues too. Right. right? Okay. Um, so skincare has always been something that I've been very interested in. Got it. Um, but not beauty from a makeup standpoint. Got it. Okay. This is a good segue into beauty mistakes you've made. Oh, well, we've year. already talked about one with my eyebrows. <laughs> but it's so funny because so many people come on the show and say that their biggest beauty mistake was overplucking their eyebrows. Mine but was it, the opposite. But wouldn't you rather have, because once you overpluck, sometimes they don't grow back. I guess you're right. But honestly, <laughs> I, I should show you these pictures. And you'll, you'll was, it, was it a unibrow situation? No, it wasn't okay. a unibrow. It was just very like bushy eyebrows. So the eyebrows, anything else that looking back, you're just like, what was I doing? Um... Again, because I wasn't, I wasn't, makeup wasn't my thing. I don't have a lot of mistakes in that, in that realm. Any bad haircuts? Oh, I mean, I had perm when I was in middle school. Oh gosh, yeah. Did you go to a salon to get it done? I mean, I don't think I did it myself, but (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't actually remember. I I just remember, and I, I don't. I only remember because I have this picture. There's a picture, you know, my school yeah. picture. And I look at it like, what, what? did I What's do happening? to myself? <laughs> oh, my God. So that was that was bad. I mean, I've gotten like streaks in my hair or, you know, like highlightings that just was not a good idea. Okay. Or I've gotten haircuts that like just I went into just get my hair cut one day. And before I know it, the guy's giving me the Jennifer Aniston from Friends oh, haircut. And I am the having Rachel. a heart attack. Yeah. And and by the way, this is like three years ago. This wasn't even like. <laughs> Any t- any time Not when it was actually when it was popular, yeah, popular. <laughs> and I walked out with like half of my head at Rachel and half April, like half because you were like you just I just stopped horrified. it. Horrified, I just couldn't even believe what was happening. So that wasn't really my fault, but you know what? I know, but hairstylists sometimes like take license that they 100%. shouldn't take. Like, let's have a conversation. One hundred percent before any. He absolutely felt like I was in the wrong. Oh my god! He one hundred percent felt like I was. Oh in the yeah, wrong. and then, I was like, kind of like attitude uh, about it. That's well, the worst. Okay. Anyway, we're just gonna. <laughs> I'm cutting my losses. I'm walking out. It's all good. But I feel like you have a very kind of classic look, but you also have like very cool style. Like you, Thank I you. feel like you must have some like like references of like people. Oh, you're like, you're like, you're like rock people. and roll. Like oh, who do like I love? I love Tra- proper, okay. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. Like okay, I would yes. do any Tracy Ellis Ross is like yes. she is my person. Okay, did d- does she is she a vintner's daughter? She either? is also she Tracy Ellis Ross was also the very first celebrity to talk about vintner's okay. daughter. So I forever love her. Amazing, and she's got. Her style is ridiculous. I think it's so cool. Yeah. And then Carla Welch, her stylist, yes. is incredible. Okay. So I love her and I pretty much love everybody she styles. I don't know. I like, all, you know, I kind of am eclectic. Yeah, um, I love your jewelry. Game. I was going to say Mr. T is a big inspiration for me. <laughs> all the rings <laughs> and the necklaces. I love it, though. Uh, it's cool. Because then you. also it's like you have a little sparkle on you every day. So even if you're in like a t-shirt and jeans, right. you've got like your, yeah. your bling. And then if you lose an earring, which I pretty much always do, yeah. you can sort of just go with one or, or you know, all yeah. sorts of mix match. And I always have my charms. I always have my charm bracelets and my charm necklaces it's and all so that kind pretty. of stuff. It's so cool and personal. I yeah, love I the love safety it. pin in the ear. Oh, it, but it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's like, an, it's, it's a piece made of out of gold, but yeah, I got it. There's a store, a shop in San Francisco called Metier that I love. Okay. That's all. That yes. Write that down. Um, It's small. It's, you know, the size of this yes. table and they have the most beautiful jewelry in there. Okay. They have all the Mar- Marla Aaron stuff like this. Love. Yeah. You, you would love. And the, and the women who own it are incredible. Amazing. Okay. What are your favorite beauty products, treatments, okay, things so, to do? This is a great question for me because while my products are extremely simple, I I mean, I truly, I cleanse, I apply active treatment essence, I apply active botanical serum, and that's it. Okay, um, you don't well, do moisturizer over the serum? Mm-hmm. Nope. No. It, I do SPF during the day yes. or like tinted moisturizer yeah. or something like that. But I love devices. Love, love, okay. love devices. Ooh, okay. What are your devices? So th- my favorite devices, I love New Face. Okay. So I People love, love this. Yeah. Can you explain it? It is, it's, it's like electrical stimulation of your muscles, right? Okay. So it's like work, it's like a workout. Yeah. Right? Like in New York, you have this place called the Face Gym. I've never been. Yeah. But I really want to go. Really? I really want to go. Like pay, people are like paying to get their faces beat up. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, beat up? Really? I, I was mean, just thinking they had the, uh, the, they have different types micro, of intense rollers and then oh, they like do lots of, it's intense looking. I love all that. Okay. I do. I love it. I love red light. Okay. Um, 
I love my favorite kind of body treatment is endermology. What? I don't even know what that oh, is. Oh my gosh. Endermology. Endermology was developed in the 70s to help with lymphatic drainage. Interesting. Okay. okay. And, I've done a lymphatic and, massage and I was yes. very underwhelmed. It was okay. a very light. I was like, well, this, so is this is why end? this is why endermology was developed. Okay. So that it didn't really matter who the practitioner was. Because it's the machine that's doing the work, ah. right? So it, so every time you go, I mean, it does actually matter a little bit what the yeah. practitioner is doing, but but the idea was that it was the machine that's really going to be doing the work. Okay. And it is, it's my favorite. And so anyway, it was developed in the 70s for lymphatic drainage, but it wasn't catching on. So then the producer of it, the maker, on it, maker of it thought, oh, let me start advertising it for cellulite. And so it became known <laughs> as the cellulite thing, which yeah. it doesn't work on right. that, by the way. Maybe it does, but I, yeah, I think that's not really the reason proven, to go yeah, go for cellulite. Like, it's not something that you can fix. No, yeah. no, my my kids have cellulite, yeah, and they're just like, like live that, with it, love born. it, yeah. exactly, right. So anyway, it is incredible. I I recommend it. I I I look. So wait, what to is it? it? You you lie on a table. You and lie on a table. You put on this crazy body stocking, which <laughs> okay. is a little strange. And then there isn't this machine that simultaneously it has two rollers, and it simultaneously like like suctions and rolls uh, over your over your your entire body. Okay. And afterwards you feel you feel like you have just done a 10 day cleanse or something. Okay. I'm not a cleanse. That person, sounds amazing. But, Especially because um, I fly all the time. I feel you would like love I need it. to do this. You would love but, it. Okay, can I ask you, April, because I try to find spas in San Francisco. It's very and hard. Hotels and spas are the I'm like yeah. San Francisco, come on. Like No, it's what, very hard. I can't even I There's, went to the Knob Hill Knob Hill Spa. Which is like very old school, but yes. I felt like I was like which 1997. Is, yes. Oh yeah. No, it's hard it's it's hard in San Francisco. Yeah. Wellness has not necessarily caught on right. in those kinds of um modalities in San Francisco. Yeah. It's it's an interesting thing. It's hard to buy like healthy food too in San Francisco. Which is so weird because mm. there's so much money and intelligence here. And it's, you would think it's but there's also a lot of balance in San Francisco, right? Mm. So San Francisco is never gonna be about like the fad gimmicky thing, right? right? Like right. You, no one's ever there's never gonna be a run on celery juice in San right. Francisco. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> right. Right? Right. So it just takes a while for the things that are actually not fads that are real to kind of bubble up and, yes. and come to San Francisco. Yes. Right. So it's all over L.A. because everyone's like all over it. L.A. And it's like for it to really come to SF, it has to be meaningful exactly. and like have legs. Exactly. You mentioned you do cleanser before. What cleanser do you use? Right now I'm using a cleanser called, uh, well, I, I like, I don't like oil cleansers or okay. balm cleansers. They're okay. just not, I don't wear, again, I don't wear a lot of yeah. makeup, so you it doesn't really like make sense. Cleanse. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an important distinction, right? If you do use an oil or a balm, mm -hmm. you have to double cleanse yeah. or else you're going oh, yeah, to have, you have to, right? And I think yeah. a lot of people don't recognize that. Yeah. And um, so I like the second part of a double cleanse. I just like a nice, gentle, creamy cleanser. Okay. Right now I'm using something from a brand called Alpin, A-L-P-Y-N. Mm -hmm. It's an oxygenating kind of creamy cleanser. I really like it. I bought it through Goop. But I've, I mean, I've tried everything. Okay. And do you use like, like I know this active botanical serum has things that have vitamin C in it, but like, do you believe in like standalone vitamin C? Yeah, great or? question. So inactive treatment essence, actually. So vitamin C is a water-soluble vitamin. So it's oh, not okay. part of Sorry. active botanical I'm serum. I'm it's all good. The two. It's, it's all good. So vitamin C, it's a water-soluble nutrient. So it is in active treatment essence in clinical proportions. Okay. And so I do think vitamin C is a great, uh, yeah. a great skincare additive and um, drives a lot of brightening and collagen production. Yes. Okay. Retinols, do you retinol? Still? So retinol is one of the gold standards yeah. of of again. There, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this word that I I, I got to find another word. Collagen production, we'll say yes. that, and being youthful, and so it's really fueled by vitamin A, right? And so it is basically uh, your body when it gets vitamin A produces retinol, mm -hmm. right? Which helps stimulate collagen. Adding retinol, retin retinoic acids on your on your skin, kind of side steps your body's need to produce it. Mm. Right, um, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, just that's what it yep. does. With active botanical serum, we are giving your skin incredible levels of vitamin A, okay. so that your body does the work. Ah, I see. I see. So you don't necessarily need to like have a retinol in your routine if you're. You don't necessarily, but yeah. they work. They support one another in a in a really yeah. incredible way too. Because then with retinols, you a lot of times you get the redness or the flakiness, mm -hmm. or and also like thin skin. And so with active botanical serum, it mitigates those things, yes. right? It builds the skin up, makes the skin more strong, more resilient. It also mitigates the redness and yes. the flakiness. One of the things that I learned on my quest to recreate your um, product, which I failed at, but it was great because it introduced me to sea buckthorn oil. Such which, a great one. 
I am it's incredible, obsessed right? with yes. buckthorn oil. It's not like a flashy oil that people talk about. Fabulous. It's, it is fabulous. It's, it's an fabulous. incredible. It's so multidimensional. It's so multi-correctional. Yeah. It is every ingredient that we choose has to be just dense, right? Yes. Super nutrient yes. dense. And it's and it is absolutely one of the very first. It was actually one of the very first ingredients oh, really? that we chose. Yes. It's like that bright, bright orange. Mm-hmm. It's super expensive. Super expensive. <laughs> I use it very sparingly. It lives in my refrigerator. But the other thing I also learned from like researching um, the way you guys do all of your bottles and stuff, like you have to be careful about what container it's in. Like mm. you can't put it in a glass container because the light is going to... I'm always so surprised when I see oils in glass containers. I know, but it's and people do it. Well, they do it for marketing, right? So there's right. there's so an example of revenue driving, yes. of revenue driven, yes. right? Because they want to be able to just see this beautiful color oil. Right. Me coming from the wine industry, I've absolutely, and we also make olive oil, like I absolutely know that that degrades when the light right. hits it, whatever's inside, it degrades the potency, the power mm-hmm. of, of whatever's inside yeah. of it. And so for me, it was always, I, it never occurred to me. And the color of active botanical serum is beautiful. It's, yeah, it's golden, gorgeous, rich, yeah. warm. I would love to, for people to see for it, people yeah, to see but it right? Not... But I'm not willing to make that compromise. Yeah. And I was making stuff and I wasn't always putting it in like a dark bottle. And I was like, okay. So you can wrap it in tinfoil. Oh. Um, I'm thinking of like ways to kind of, you know, get around get it. Get around it. But I'm, yeah, I'm always so surprised when I see oils, um, expensive oils I know. that are in clear bottles. <laughs> What fragrance do you wear? I'm always, I feel like you must no have fragrance. no fragrance. I'm not a fragrance person. Do you do essential oil? You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm really, I'm not a fragrance. Every once in a while, I have like a a solid balm perfume from Infiore. Okay, they did a collaboration with Violette. Nice. Um, and so I'll put that on. But I'm I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a super big fragrance person. Right. I love the fragrance of our world <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. So for me, like I love walking past an orange tree and smelling the smelling blossoms. It, yeah. I love walking past like a row of eucalyptus. Yes. I love, I like that, that, that sensory experience is something that I really, really enjoy. And I, when I, and I think I, I have um, kind of a, um, a heightened sensitivity yeah. to scents because if I ever have scent on, it's all I smell. Well, and does it give you a headache sometimes? No, luckily okay. I don't get headaches. Do you get headaches? Sometimes, yeah. But I, I make my own stuff. So like, I think today I have on like patchouli and Palo Santo oil, mm. but it doesn't, last and it's because I'm not adding alcohol into it. Exactly. So people have been saying like you have to add alcohol if you want it to last. To, for it to bind, exactly. Yeah, but I kind of don't mind. It's just like a, I put it on in that moment and it's like a mood. You're, it's, you're anointing yourself exactly. or whatever. It's like this exactly. kind of, it's like an amulet, right? Exactly. A, scent, a scent kind of level of protection. Exactly. So are you allowed to say like kind of what's next, what's coming up? For... Oh my gosh. It took me four years to do active treatment essence. We are still, I can't keep it in stock. We're in our, in the midst of our third sellout. So I feel like we just keep having launches of, yeah. of active treatment essence. Um, so I've got to get that. I got to. I have to get the continuity of that production, mm-hmm. um, uh, like to the point where we can keep up with right. um, demand. But I mean, I definitely have one or two other products that I'd really love to see come to life. They're, uh, you know, in true Vint- Vintner's daughter fashion. Nothing like them exists in the world. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I'll be able to achieve them. It took, you know, with Essence, it took us four years. And a big part of that was that um, fermentation component. Yeah which is um, most skincare when they use fermented, they they add like a vinegar that's already been fermented. Like we're doing our own fermentation, right. which is a very different thing, a very different um, yeah. proposition in terms of um, being able to replicate it at mass. And not that our scale is so huge, but, you know, more than one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm focused on that right now. And then eventually we'll have, I, I think, 
But to be honest, I, I would have these conversations with myself when we just had serum too. Right. Am I okay with just having one game-changing product that changes people's life? And I got really comfortable with that. And yeah. so I don't, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where it's like when you go to a restaurant that has a million things on the menu and you're like, what are you really known for? It like takes, like, I feel like the power of your brand is almost like the the confidence to be like, these are the two things that mm. we have. Well, and it's so interesting because coming out with one, with just one product, and this was however long ago, five years ago that we launched, it was so unheard of, right? Mm. No one, yeah. no one had ever had one product. Yeah. And so, um, but again, I had that kind of na- naivete right. of coming into an industry that I didn't know much about. But I got turned away from so many retailers that we are their number one, that we're their number one selling product now, but I got turned away from them really? for like, oh, because they didn't know what to do with a single SKU. Mm. They they really had no idea. They thought it was just a project. They didn't understand it. <laughs> they would say, "Well, we love this so much, but we don't really know how to how to market one product. Just how one do you? Thing, how, yeah. we're all, and this was at the height of the right. fifty step Korean skincare, right? Right. And no one really. They just didn't really get get it. And yeah. so, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see how things have changed. And I think in a way, we kind of pioneered a lot of that, which I'm really proud of. That's great. I did want to talk a little bit about. Clean beauty. Mm. Is it a term that you dislike? Like, how do you feel about the term clean beauty? I like the, I mean, you like when, it's, it. when it's truly when clean. It's, right. I like the term clean beauty. Okay. Do I, you think it's kind of confusing to people, though? Confusing in what way? It's like a term that's been thrown around a lot. And so people say things are clean, are clean that aren't necessary. Or like, okay, natural beauty, meaning like the products are like found naturally mm-hmm. in the world. I feel like that's clear. Right. But I feel like the term clean beauty is used as such an overall like blanket term. Right. That it becomes difficult for consumers to know right. what's going on. I like the term, mm-hmm. right? When it is used accurately, yeah. when, when it is honestly yeah. used. But when it's used from just to market something, then no, I don't. I, that's not fair. I, or yeah. maybe not fair isn't the right way to say it, but it's not honest. Right. Right. And I think it, and it confuses the customer. What do you think it's going to take for people to take the time to read ingredients and like learn? I think it's really hard. I, I, I truly think it's really hard. I, we have so much going on in our lives and we're so busy. What I always say to, to, to people is find a retailer. Mm. who will do that work for you. Mm. Find a retailer that you trust and you know you can walk into that retailer yes. and go to that retailer's website and you know that anything you choose is yes. going to live up to their standards yes. and and understand what their standards are and then, you know, tr- you trust, right? Yes. And I think that is the best way to do it because it is it is really hard to know what every single, every single ingredient is, yeah. every single um, additive is. Um, and the way that, that things are labeled in Europe is different than the way that they're labeled here. So that that's always my suggestion. Find a retailer that you really love and trust and 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 just then you can, you know. That's great advice. And there's so many of them coming up now. So many. Like so many. It's so fun. I remember when we first started, Cap was one of the very first. Yeah. And I love Cap. And now, but now, you know, there's so many more, which is oh really gosh, exciting. Yeah. And just uh, there's so much more natural offering inside more traditional skincare outlets. Totally. I, you're at this shop. It's a very small shop in Sag Harbor, Onda Beauty. Oh, I love. Yeah, they're fantastic. So Onda and Onda is on a world domination tour. I mean, they just opened up in Sydney. They opened oh, up. Really? In, yeah, they opened oh, up wow. in London. They've got their shop in Tribeca. And they just kind of dropped a hint that they're opening up somewhere else. I don't know where it's going to be. So it is. It's in. Here's the other thing about it. And I, I'm just thinking about the women behind Onda. It is women. It's like incredibly yes. passionate yes. women. And that's a really fun, fun industry to be in. Yes. Um, I've never been in anything like this before. And it's it's just so interesting to be inside this current that is all fueled by women. It's really fun. And any advice for working moms, women that are balancing tons of things, mm-hmm. people that are trying to start their own business and figuring it out all along the way? Right. Like you've been able to navigate, I'm sure, some lows and some highs. Absolutely. What advice would you have for people embarking on those journeys? Well, I would say get really clear about what your North Star is, Mm -hmm. right? And what your North Star is, not what you think the industry wants from you or anybody else wants from you. 
get really clear on what you want. If I had listened to what the industry had told me, I would have 20 different products right now. I'd be in every store in the right. world. I would, but I was, I was, I had this very clear vision and this very clear North Star and I really protected it. And so, you know, establish your priorities and ladder everything back to those priorities. And you have to do it kind of brutally sometimes, yeah. right? It's not always easy. It's not always like rainbows and unicorns and cake and ice cream. Like right. you have to really be, oh gosh, uh, really diligent and, 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 and maintain and have just like this deep respect for that North, to that North Star and yes. know that you're going to get there. And not get pulled in a thousand different directions. No, there's so many. Listen, I mean, there's a lot of shiny, bright objects out there, right? And they're going to constantly come at you. You have to keep moving forward to where your shiny, bright object yes. is, that single North Star. And are you one of these people that has an amazing business and also manages to get eight hours of sleep and work out and... No, okay. I am not. Okay. I appreciate your honesty. There. Uh, I am not. I wish I was. I yeah. think about this all the time. Yeah. That's a priority for me. Wellness, like feeling good, being yeah. there for my kids and my family. It's it's a priority for me. It's it's really it's really hard. Yeah. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. But I also think it's important not to beat yourself up because sometimes I get into the cycle where I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have worked. And it's like, but Brooke, you're doing so much and mm-hmm. you got seven hours of sleep and that's enough. And it's fine that you didn't go to the gym. I I, that is where I'm at too. Yes. Because otherwise, like, it's just, you could just get in this, like, you know, get in this swirl of of all the things, you know, that you should be doing and could be doing. Yeah. And, and that's not productive at all. Final question. When do you feel most beautiful? Oh, I even knew this question was coming and I don't have a good answer. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I feel most beautiful with my, with my husband, who's incredible, who has helped me, by the way, with this business like nobody else. I mean, he has been just such an incredible support. And, and then my children being, you know, just being with my family. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. My husband's been so supportive of me doing this podcast as well and like listens to every episode and like gives mm-hmm. me feedback. And it really does make a difference, doesn't it? Oh, it's night and day. I mean, I can't, I really can't imagine doing what I'm doing without having a really supportive partner. Totally. Even when I do like career advice panels, I always tell people like the partner that you choose in life is as big a part of your career as anything that happens in the office. Cause like that's the person who has to be like championing you and being your cheerleader at home. Absolutely. And and picking up where you can't do right, things, right? right. And, and and creating this balance in your life to allow you to do some of the things yes. um, that, you know, that you want to do, but that you can't be in 10 places at once. Exactly. That's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much, April, for being on the show. It's really, really been like an honor and pleasure to speak with you. I feel the exact same way. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, I'll be back next week with a new episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 